BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. What's going on, Buffalo Fanatics? It's your man, Rev. So glad to be here with you all tonight for another edition, another episode of Rated Rev, brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics, baby. You guys are tuned in to the best network, giving you nothing but the best in Bills content. Let's keep it popping. Hey, you know what? You know what we got to do, guys. As soon as we hop up in here, I need to know where y'all are watching me from. This is the roll call, so go ahead and drop that in the chat right now 10k jippy z says yo rev it's been a long time my g what's going on hey i've just been out here in the cut you know what i'm saying doing my thing but i'm ready and ramped up for the regular season baby so glad to see each and every one of y'all up in here right now smash that like like you've never done it before and to those of you who are brand new to the channel do me this favor and not just those who are new, but to everybody in general. Listen at me for a second. Listen at me for a second. The regular season is ramping up. We are right here. Right here. Like this, you've got one more week of Rated Rev before the regular season. Next week is a Thursday night before the Bills play. It is the kickoff night, matter of fact, for the NFL season. And so we're right here, ladies and gentlemen. And if we are this close, I need you, I need you to keep it locked. I need you to make sure that you are plugged into the Fanatics Network. This is how you do it, baby. You can follow me right here live on YouTube, Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can follow me on Twitter, at Rated Rev. But if you want to know where you can find the BF Network, go to supportbf.com. Then follow us on all of our social media platforms from YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, every single thing. And if you are of the if you're of a type who enjoys listening to these uh, to these live shows via podcast, you can check that out as well on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. We got you covered. We've got you covered. A blanket of blanket coverage of the Buffalo Bills going down this season. Hey, it's, it's going to be it. I think we are primed and ready for a fantastic season for our Buffalo Bills. That's just kind of how I feel about it. I'm, I'm, I'm right there. Um, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about just how all in you all may be this coming season. But 
regardless of whether or not you're you're all in, whether or not you, you, you're you kind of halfway on there, you're, you're teetering on the fence, it doesn't matter. Make sure you are following com is where to go. My question, for the show, baby, for the show, you already know it. You see, you see it in the description. Is it Super Bowl or bust for your Buffalo Bills, ladies and gentlemen? Is it Super Bowl or bust this season for your Buffalo Bills? That is the main question of, of discussion. That's the main question that I'm asking you all tonight. And I want to hear your thoughts. I want to read your thoughts live right now on Rated Rev, baby. So drop that. I want to know what you have to say about it in the chat. Um, super Chats get priority, you already know. So if you drop that Super Chat, you're going to get bumped all the way up to the top. But I'm going to scroll through some of these comments tonight and pick those that pique my interest because I, I, I want to know and I want to hear from you all, Buffalo Fanatics. This would not be rated red if it were not for you all. So make sure you do that. But before we get into all of that tonight, all of that, we have some things that we need to discuss. First and foremost, there has been some moves for yours truly for Brandon Bean, Big Baller Bean, the big time baller GM for the Buffalo Bills. He has made some recent moves as he has grounded out the 53-man roster. Number one, he has added new Bills linebacker Christian Kirksey. Christian Kirksey. Now I know a lot of a lot of us, a lot of Bills Mafia, especially myself, we were wondering what was gonna be done at the middle linebacker position. Right? We all knew that we all knew that once Tremaine Edmonds left in free agency. There was going to be a, I mean, quite a big void that needed to be filled. Now, whether or not you 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 believe that Tremaine Edmonds should have stayed, or whether or not you think that he deserved that kind of contract that he got from the Chicago Bears, or whether you thought that he wasn't all that good. Needless to say, I think it's clear, and I think all of us Bills fans can agree that that void has not been filled adequately right at, at, at least at least as it appears on paper we've taken a look at it from the past three preseason games and it's just kind of been yeah right i mean we, we i mean we can we can agree to that like it's it hasn't really been up to our standards and it certainly hasn't been up to Sean McDermott standards. And you guys, I, I want to make note of this. First of all, just let me go ahead and insert this real quickly. I am trying. First, it has been it has been brought to my attention that I have a tendency to say the word right quite often. I never thought about it until I was reading uh, some of the comments from last week's show. And one of uh, one of our listeners made mention of it and said, Rev, you know, like you would be a perfect 
a perfect listen if it were if it were not for the amount of times you say right. <laughs> it's just one of those things. I never knew about it. I never knew I did it until I played it back and, and, and watched myself. And I must say, this particular individual was right. And I, I told him, I said, you know what? I, I think it's just, you know, uh, uh, the power of suggestion. <laughs> that must be something that I do subconsciously. Needless to say, it's something I'm working on. And so, hey, I'm not perfect by by any means, and I'm all about constructive criticism. So, if you see, if you hear say the word right, correct me. I've already caught myself two times so far, and I'm like, dang gum, I need to fix it. But I wanted to address it to you all, okay? So hold me accountable, hold me accountable. But anyway, uh, as I was saying, so the middle linebacker position has been has not been adequately field. Sean McDermott has made mention of it by virtue of not saying who's the starting middle linebacker. I think a lot of, a lot can be said by what's not said. We saw what happened in 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 uh the preseason games going back and forth from Tyrell Dodson to AJ Klein and a sprinkle of Dorian Williams here and there. And it just has not been up to our standards. I believe that we can all agree upon that. Brandon Bean went so far as to go out right now, this late in free agency, and add another linebacker to this roster, albeit on the practice squad so far, so far on the practice squad, but a linebacker nonetheless. And I think it's it says a lot about the state of the middle linebacker position. Christian Kirksey was a guy on their radar a few years ago. Brandon Bean said that before he went to the Browns, they were trying to get him on the squad. It didn't work out. Now he's available. He went ahead and, and, and pulled the pulled the trigger. Right? He so he pulled the there it goes. He pulled the trigger. Brought him on the squad. Practice squad nonetheless. But I think that it's safe to say that once he learns this this the system and he gets familiarity in the scheme. Oh, by the way, Al Holcomb. The linebackers coach was his linebackers coach in Cleveland. So there's already familiarity within the coaching staff. So I, I'm, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to take that long for him to get caught up to speed. But I believe personally that once he, once he's up to speed, you can see him elevated to the 53 pretty quickly. And from there, it's, it's a matter of, Who's going to get cut? Who is he competing against? How does he look? And I, I, I believe that this signing, although he is currently on the practice squad, says a lot about the how this coaching staff feels about the middle linebacker position. Let's just say that. But you know what? I t I'll tell you how I feel about tonight. I feel amazing because GQ Bob 
just dropped a super chat. My brother, I appreciate it. He says, yo, I'll keep you on track. I'll keep you on track on those quote unquote right. I appreciate it, my man. I appreciate it. I need it. So how comfortable do you all feel right now at the linebacker position, the middle linebacker position, knowing that Brandon Bean has made a move of this caliber this late in the offseason, literally a week and a half away from the regular season. And a veteran linebacker who he has had on his radar for quite some time. How do you feel? Now, I'm not going to sit here and, and pump up Christian Kirksey and say that he's going to be starting on this, on this team here in a few weeks or whatever. I'm not going to say that. I'm not ready for it. I need to see him in action. But when you look at the state of the current middle linebacker position right now, I don't know, know how much competition there really is. I'll just say that. I'll just say that. So we'll see soon enough. We will see soon enough. But another addition that I felt was, was warranted was the addition of offensive tackle Jermaine Ifedi. Jermaine Ifedi got picked up. So now he is a member of the Buffalo Bills. Jermaine Ifedi, veteran offensive tackle, has played for the Seattle Seahawks, a few other teams. I think, I think he was recently released from the Detroit Lions. If I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on that. Um, don't hold me to the fire, but if I'm wrong, let me know, please. I have no problem being wrong at all and being corrected. But I love how Brandon Bean has taken inventory over his roster. And though he has not made necessarily the big splash that you and I would have liked this offseason. He has, however, identified two of what I would believe to be the weakest links on this roster. And I think that, and trust me, I'm, I am by no means defending Brandon B for um, his lack of adding to the, to the roster in a more significant fashion. But I am saying that I believe that what he did this offseason was um, take a look at the cash on hand, okay, and made a determination that he was not going to pay that kind of money to Jermaine Edmonds, knowing that he already has to pay out quite a bit to Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and other players. But I also think that he wanted to take a look at the roster and see if the answer was on the roster. There's no need in making big moves and big splashes if the answer could be currently on the roster. So he went the entire offseason and gave these guys on the roster a fair shot at winning the job. Tyrell Dotson. A.J. Klein, Terrell Bernard, the rookie Dorian Williams, none of which made them comfortable enough so far. We, we, don't, we don't necessarily know who the starting middle linebacker is right now. Uh, 
for strategy reasons. But I think it's safe to say that they weren't comfortable. And none of these guys really locked up that position. Same with the depth at right tackle. Hence the reason why David Questenberry did not make the final 53. Which only left you with Ryan Vandermark. Very young player. And I thought that he 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 absolutely deserved to be on the 53 after what he did this offseason and what he put on film in the preseason games 100% deserved a roster a roster spot right but and there, there's that there's that right again he he absolutely deserved a roster spot but it was still thin depth wise at swing tackle it was extremely thin they weren't satisfied with with how David Questenberry has performed. So they decided that they needed to add another veteran in there, and a veteran who they obviously believe can provide more than David Questenberry. Otherwise, they would not have let Questenberry go. Safe to say that. So we'll see. I'm not saying Jermaine Fetty is going to be a starter at right tackle, and I'm not even going to say that he's going to be able to push Prince Brown. I'm not ready to say that. It is what it is. It's depth piece. It's depth, which is much needed this time of the year because you never know how things go throughout the year. And you never want, especially on, on the offensive line, you do not want to find yourself, you know, midway point through the season, scrambling to find alignment to plug in because you did not take care of that position earlier. So I like what Sean, I mean, what Brandon Bean did from that standpoint. We will see how these two players fare in the coming weeks. But needless to say, I am encouraged, and I feel better. Let's just say that. I feel better. I still believe that there's a giant hole at middle linebacker, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Brandon Bean did not indicate who would be the starting middle linebacker? Neither did nor did Sean McDermott. And obviously, they, and they said it was for to, to keep a competitive advantage, and I can respect that. I wonder who they are going to play at middle linebacker come week one against against the New York Jets. We know it's not AJ Klein; he's gone. Is it Tyrell Dodson, or could it be the rookie Dorian Williams? Who do you think? Let's just let. Throw that question out there. Who do you think is going to be the starting middle linebacker come week one against the Jets? Monday night, September the 11th, against the Jets, MetLife Stadium. Who is going to be the one with the green dot making all the calls that night? Who is it? Tyrell Dodson? Torian Williams? Who do you think? Who do you think? That's what I want to know. But moving on. The, the Buffalo Bills earlier today announced their team captains for the 2023 NFL season. And I am not sure, I don't know if you all saw it or not, but in case you did not, let me share my screen real quickly. 
let me see here, so we can go over it together. Because there's a certain individual that um, that is there and that has made it for the very first time. Let me make sure I got it up here and running. I think it's coming up. You all let me know if you can see it. Looks like we're up and running. Here we go. So your Buffalo Bills for the 2023 NFL season are as follows. We see Stefan Diggs. We see Josh Allen. We see Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Vaughn Miller, Tyler Matakavich, Mitch Morse. But what we have never seen before for the very first time is wide receiver Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis for the very first time has made captaincy. He is taking on and putting on that C on his chest, on his jersey. What do you think about that? What do you think about it? I think that says quite a bit. I think it says quite a bit because we know that Sean McDermott doesn't take that lightly. He's not slapping C's on, on everybody's chest just, you know, for the heck of it. He's not doing that. You have to earn that C on your chest. And we have heard for three going on four years now about the personality of Gabe Davis, about his character, and about his work ethic. Everybody that I know that has spoken about it, has spoken highly about Gabe Davis and has spoken highly about his work ethic. From Brandon Bean to Sean McDermott to Josh Allen and his teammates. Gabe Davis has remarkable work ethic and is a remarkable person, a remarkable teammate. And he's deserved it. Kudos to Gabe Davis. I'm rooting for him. I'll say that I'm definitely rooting for Gabe Davis. I know that there, there have been critics. I have been one of them about Gabe Davis, especially last year. Warranted or not, I think much of the criticism could have been because of the expectations for Gabe Davis last year, especially coming off of that remarkable, historic postseason performance. So he entered last season with these grandiose expectations that just were unfulfilled probably because the expectations were, were too high. But when you look at his numbers, he still did very well. And outside of a few drops, he probably would have had 1,000 yards receiving still. So entering this year, the expectations, I believe, have been tempered. But nonetheless, 
we know the type of player Gabe Davis is. And I believe that everybody can agree that we want him to have the best season possible. Because when Gabe Davis is on, that means a lot for, for Stephon Diggs. We know that Stephon Diggs is garnering a lot of attention. But when Josh can turn to Gabe Davis, he can do his thing and he can sure up the drops from last year. That does a lot for Stephon Diggs and it does a lot for the receiver room in general and everybody else who's on that field. So kudos to Gabe Davis. I, I hope he has a phenomenal season this year, especially considering the fact that it is a contract season for Gabe. So you know that these players in contract season, they are in contract mode, which means they are ready to show up and show out. It's a win-win situation for the Buffalo Bills because if Gabe shows out, that means he's done a phenomenal job. This year. He's putting up crazy numbers. He's doing this thing. He's opening up you know, for Stephon Diggs and, and uh, Deontay Hardy and, and, and Surfield and Kincaid and the rest of the players. And that probably means that the Buffalo Bills have advanced far in the postseason. But it also could mean that he could price himself out of Buffalo, which leads me to my question is, should Brandon Bean lock up Gabe Davis right now? That's the question I'm asking you all. Should Brandon Bean lock up Gabe Davis as soon as possible, as in before the regular season starts or shortly thereafter? I believe the writing is already on the wall. And they have spoken glowingly about Gabe Davis. They really Now you see that he has been given a C on his chest. They highly respect him. The coaches, his teammates, highly respected. He has performed admirably last year was let's just remind everybody myself included that it was his first year taking on the number two role and he did very well considering the fact that he dealt with injury so if he is fully healthy as he is and he can sure up those drops like he had last year I think it's safe to say or reasonable to expect that Gabe Davis could perform even better than he did last year. Could we see Gabe Davis reach the 1,000 receiving yard mark this year for the first time in his career? We know Stephon Diggs is going to get it. Could we have two 1,000-yard receivers in 2023? Man, I, you know what? If Gabe is in the future uh, uh, for the Bills. Why wait? Why would Brandon Bean wait until, you know, the end of the season and in, and in free agency? Why? I don't foresee Gabe falling off the map. Do you see that happening? From what I've seen over the course of his career so far in three years, he has steadily been on an upward trajectory. So if he's been on an upward trajectory, 
and he has proven worthy enough to be a captain on your team, and he fits the Bills' DNA, why would you not reward him with that? And why would you run the risk of a bidding war potentially in the offseason? I think it's I think it's something that the Buffalo Bills have to consider. Lock him up now. Be done with it going into the regular season. And I'm not saying that you pay him, you know, ridiculous amounts of money. You know what I'm saying? I, make it fair. Obviously, it's going to be fair. But does Gabe Davis, has Gabe Davis earned a contract extension with the Buffalo Bills? If you believe that to be yes, then why wait? Why wait? Why wait? That's what I'm saying. Why wait? Might as well get it done, right? Might as well get it done. Just go ahead and lock him up right now. So we will see. But I am of the belief that I think that a, a Gabe Davis extension is on the way. I believe it's on the way. How soon? I don't know. I would hope that it's it's as soon as possible. Just go ahead and do it. There's no need in waiting, in my opinion. What say you, Buffalo Fanatics? What say you? Shout out to everybody right now who is watching me live, whether you're watching me live on YouTube or on Facebook, on Twitter. I appreciate each and every one of you right now. Do me this favor. If you haven't already done so, smash that like and hit the subscribe button. Go to supportbf.com. As I mentioned earlier, go to supportbf.com. Follow the Buffalo Fanatics on every single last social media platform and network that we have. You want to make sure that you are plugged in, locked and loaded ahead of the regular season. And the church say, amen. Moving on. Moving on. We are 30 minutes into the show. I appreciate everybody uh, for your comments. I see you. I see all of your comments. I'm taking a look at them right now. And if we have some time at the end of the show, or if something really just piques my interest, we'll get into it. But I want to touch on expectations. I touched on expectations with Gabe Davis, but I want to touch on expectations for the Buffalo Bills this year. Should we be all in these Buffalo Bills or cautiously optimistic? Are we all in? Like my man, Pierre the Kingpin. All in, baby. All in. 20 and 0. You know what I'm saying? Are you all like that? Or do you think that, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to know your thoughts. I want to read your comments. So I'm reading your comments right now. Let me know what you think. Drop it in the chat. Should we as Bills fans be all in this year? Cautiously optimistic. Juan Castillo, what's up, my brother? He comes in. He's like, yo, all in, baby. All in. 
And Bet says, all in with Pierre. All in. I hear you. I hear you. Or are you cautiously optimistic? Let's 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 play both sides of this coin here. I want to hear from those who may think that they're who may say that you know they're cautiously optimistic. Or like you're not Rev, I don't trust these bills right now. I, I ain't trying I don't trust them. I'm not feeling them. I don't trust Sean McDermott. I don't trust Brandon Bean. I think they tripping right now. I think the competition in the A East is getting tighter. Bills had made enough moves. Whatever, whatever you feel. I want to know the other side of the coin. The other side of the coin. Let me know what you think. I'll tell you this much. Oh, hold on. Let me let me read this comment. Dave Fuller says, yo, all in. Better team than last year. Better team than last year. Terrence Blanton, here we go. Terrence, Terrence Blanton says, very cautiously optimistic. Very cautiously optimistic. Okay. Now, I want to know why you think that. So if you if you have put in the chat that you are all in, let me know why you think that. Why you're all in. If you say you're cautiously optimistic, I want to know why you're cautiously optimistic. I will tell you this much right here. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. I well, I felt some type of way about how the Bills lost and how they ended last year. I did. I'm sorry, but I've told you all before that I'm an emotional guy. I wear my emotions on my sleeves, and I was very emotional about it. I did not trust Ken Dorsey at all. I did not trust Leslie Frazier at all. The Buffalo Bills were a fantastic regular season team, but in the playoffs, though they had the talent, there were certain aspects of the scheme that just didn't do it for me. Namely on the coaching side of the thing. I didn't like how Tim Dorsey coached. I didn't like how Leslie Frazier coached. Apparently, neither did Sean McDermott, which is why Leslie Frazier is no longer coaching the Buffalo Bills right now. But I was a huge critic of Ken Dorsey. I know a lot of people were like, yeah, that was his first year, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't trying to hear all that. I was like, you'll miss me with that nonsense. I don't want to hear that talk. I don't want to hear it because he's been here for a number of years. and. He was coaching the quarterbacks and was behind and learning from Brian Dable. He has a lot of experience. He knows the system. He knows the system. They're not ch- they, they were changing it. It wasn't like it's a new offense. No, same thing. So I expected there to be better results. Now, I know what a lot of you may say, Rev, they went 13-3. and three. They still finished top three in the league or top five in offense. We talking about, but we we can agree that there was a point in the season last year where it seemed like teams may have figured them out, played them differently, or Jim Dorsey just didn't really know what else to do, and it was like Josh Allen or nothing, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs or nothing. The offense was disjointed, whatever. So that was why I I kind of I, I lost 
trust in him. And I said going into this year, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. I am not going to go all in this year. I'm not going to let them suck me in. They do it all the time, every year. But this year I'm going to play differently because I want to see the postseason bills, not the regular season bills. I don't necessarily care what it looks like in the regular season unless, obviously, they miss the playoffs. Then that's another conversation we can have. But I'm not saying that the Bills are not going to make the postseason. I believe they will. But throughout the regular season, there's going to be ups and downs, right? That's what I believe. And so I'm not going to I'm not going to ride the roller coaster of emotions where if they lose a couple of games, I'm ready to throw them out. I'm not going to do that. That was my train of thought going into the season. I want to see them in the postseason against this upper level, upper echelon of talent and, and teams in, in, the, in the NFL, and especially within their own conference, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals, all of the squads who are, who are coming up that we haven't been able to get by. The other up-and-coming teams that I think are right there, too, possibly the Miami Dolphins. They were there last year. Almost beat us with Scott Thompson. It's safe to say or, or reasonable to believe that they will be right there. The New York Jets have gotten better. The division has gotten better. The conference has gotten better. The Bills, no doubt, have gotten better. But I want to see them in the postseason. That's where I stood going into this offseason. However, <laughs> however, however, I just might be able to be convinced to go all in. I might be able to. I'm still, I'm, I'm kind of teetering right now. I'm teeter-tottering. I'm on that thing right now. I'm just like, anybody, I can be convinced. Anybody can, anybody can, can hop on here and convince me, and I'll be ready to do it. I really will. Because. Look at what the team in the offseason gotten better. They have gotten better really in all phases of the game. The defense has gotten better. They've added more talent defensively. We can go across the defensive line, the addition of Leonard Floyd, bringing back Jordan Phillips, right, bringing him back, and, and you've got Puna Ford, that acquisition. Yeah, we're not going to have Vaughn Miller for a few weeks or so, but you still know that he's coming back. That defensive line looks better. We're getting Jordan Porter healthy back. We're getting Micah Hyde healthy back. In addition to Taylor Rapp, Jadavia is white back now. Healthier than he was last year. The cornerback two position, though it still hasn't quite shaken out yet, it's still solid enough between Dane Jackson, Christian Binford, and Kyrie Elam. We know what Ty, what, what Teron Johnson is going to do, right? So we know that. Milano, question at middle linebacker. But nevertheless, team looks pretty good. Offensively, we know what they did in the draft, the addition of, of Dalton Kincaid to the squad. We've seen what happened in free agency, bringing in these guys. So it's safe. So the Buffalo Bills have gotten better. They've addressed the offensive line, which looks much better so far, at least from what we've seen in the season. We'll see what it looks like in the regular season. But nevertheless, 
I am much more optimistic than I was at the conclusion of last year. I believe that the Buffalo Bills are still the leader in the club. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. In the AFC East. Make no mistake about it. I'm not saying that the Buffalo Bills are not going to be the division leaders and division winners when, it's when the dust settles. But I am saying that I believe that competition has gotten better on paper. And the talent, or not necessarily the talent, but the schedule has gotten tougher from last year. I'll say that. So it's not going to be an easy road for the Buffalo Bills. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to be an easy road. I'm still kind of right there a little bit, you know. I haven't really fully committed yet. I'm all in on all the talent and the potential of this team to really make some noise. We've seen some of what happened last year. Still finished the GMP. Still made it to the division round of the playoffs. This is still a Super Bowl contending team, no doubt. I still want to see how they perform in the playoffs. Not really the players. I want to see Sean McDermott in the postseason because coaching is a huge thing. And now with the added responsibility of being the defensive coordinator, what is that going to look like for Sean McDermott in the postseason? We haven't seen that yet. So that's where I land. That's where I land. I'm taking a look here at some of your comments. And my man Silas Whittle comes in with the super chat that I want to address. Silas, I appreciate your super chat, my brother. He says, there were three issues on this team at the end of last year. Number one, injuries. Number two, right tackle. And number three, middle linebacker. Kirksey, Jermaine Fetty, and we're healthy with good depth everywhere except quarterback. I I agree, Silas. There were those issues. But you know, as well as I do, that there was a fourth issue on this team that is not a player. You know what I'm saying? It was a coaching issue. There was a coaching issue. So, yeah, those other issues that you have highlighted – uh, they have been rectified to a degree, 
we still don't know what Kirksey or if Eddie are going to look like. But we do know the team is healthy. We do know that. So we'll see. We will see. GQ, Bob comes in. He says, with the super chat, I appreciate it, my brother. He says, or my sister. I don't know, so don't let me assume. Forgive me if I did. They say, why be very consciously optimistic? We want the competition. We know what the narrative would be if they played cupcake teams. Teams are supposed to get better to compete with us. Got to be all in. Well, you know what? I cannot disagree with you on that. I cannot disagree with you on that. Especially when you say we want the competition. 100% we want the competition. You know what? I'm, 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 I'm going to say it right here. Right here. I told you that's all I needed. All I needed was a push. All I needed was a push. It just so happened to come from GQBOP on a super chat Thursday night live with your man rated ref. I'm going to go all in and do it. And I can't go back on it. So I'm going to go ahead and do it, baby. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Because, yeah, no doubt we want the competition. And I'm not saying that I'm afraid of the competition at all. I have just noticed the competition getting better. The wall's closing in on the division and in the conference. And so I am not a Bills fan that says the Jets stink, the Dolphins stink, the, the, the Patriots, well, the Patriots, I'll say that. But I'm not one that does not acknowledge the moves that are made within the division that have, on paper so far, gotten the teams better. You can't tell me the addition of Aaron Rodgers does not make the Jets better. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me the addition of Dalvin Cook on the Jets don't make the Jets better. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me what the Dolphins have done don't make them better. And if Jonathan Taylor gets on that squad, you can't tell me it doesn't make them better either. You can't even tell me that the addition of Zeke Elliott doesn't make the, the, the Patriots better. Well, maybe it does. Because I don't know what the Patriots are still doing on offense, right? But nevertheless, we are still the kings of this division. We're still the kings. And I, I agree with, with, with GQ. You know, we know what the narrative would be if played Cupcake Team. Yeah, we do know what, what, it, what it would be. Because it was the same narrative last year. Because the Bills played a Cupcake schedule last year. But with a tougher schedule now, on paper, the walls in the division from a talent perspective, the Buffalo Bills are still kings. They are still the team to be beaten. And we want the competition. We want it. But you know what I love? You know what I love? And I'll say this, because this is also what, what was reeling me in. This is what was reeling me in this offseason. All of the doggone nonsense talk from the national media about the Buffalo Bills and how they've fallen off the map. The national media narrative has been Buffalo Bills are basically terrible. They, they you know, it's 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 either the Jets are are winning the division or the Jets are winning the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl contenders. The Dolphins are winning the division. 
The Bills are third place in the East. The Bills will make the playoffs. There's drama between Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen and the organization, even though Stephon Diggs squashed all that nonsense. Like, what are we even doing? All of that nonsense was making me want to come back in. All of that nonsense talking to the and really just put a chip on my shoulder, even though I ain't playing a down, playing a snap. They made me say, you know what? I want the Bills to go under this radar and slap them. You know what? Out of everybody this year. Fly under the radar. Let them talk. Let them say all the dumb stuff they want to say. But we just put our nose to the grindstone and we keep grinding it out this year. When the dust settles, we beat the brakes off of everybody. That's, that, that's Ryan. That's Ryan. And I think that maybe perhaps the, the Buffalo Bills feel that way as well. Maybe they like being, like being, being underlooked. Maybe they feel it. Maybe they like, maybe they know how to handle the hype. That could be the reason too. But that can't be an excuse for what happened in the playoffs. You need to learn how to be the hunted. What? Flying under the radar could be just, I don't know, man. Some, 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 some people just like being the underdog. You know these players, man. They like any kind of chip that they, they can get on their shoulder. And the expectations last year were extremely high. I will agree with that. But this year, it seems like, yo, they have swung the pendulum from one side all the way to the other, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, the Bills are not making the playoffs. Play you serious? No. We're all tripping on that. No. I'm all in in that regard, baby. I'm all in on that regard. Terrence Blanton comes in with a super chat. Terrence, I appreciate it. He says, yo, Rev, ain't nobody afraid of the Bills. Every team watched us get washed in games we needed to win. Every team watched us get washed in games we needed to win. Teams are in, in, in Terrence. I don't know if I understand that last sentence. And I don't think that I said teams uh, aren't afraid of us. I will say this. Teams, no doubt, are looking at us right now. And I can say this. Every single move made within the division outside of the Buffalo Bills, from the, from the moves that the New England Patriots are making, the moves that the New York Jets made, the moves that the, 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 the Miami Dolphins are making, all the moves that have, that have gone on within the division have been for one reason and one reason only. It's to try to take down the champ. That's what it is. It's trying to take down the champ. The last move of it. It is. So they understand it. That's exactly why they're doing it. And I'm all for it. I think it's, I think it's funny. It's commendable. It's respectable. You look at it and you're like, hey, do what y'all got to do, right? Do what you got to do. Because you understand that the Buffalo Bills are the top dog right now in the AFC East. And they've been top dogs in the AFC. 
So y'all make all the moves you need to make right now to make yourself more competitive. But just know at the end of the day, the Bills are still winning the East. It is what it is. GQ comes in, yo, with another super chat. I appreciate it. He says, yo, we are the last year version of the Chiefs. Ooh, I love that. I love that. When all the media and everyone said that they would not make the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Yo, did you guys catch that last year? GQ is telling the truth. Last year, the Chiefs were like, oh, they're going to fall off. The Chiefs are not going to be the same team without Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs this, the Chiefs that. Yada, yada, yada. Woo, woo, woo. It would happen. They were, they finished the regular season with the number one seed. Patrick Mahomes did what only Patrick Mahomes can do. Had, I think, an even better statistical year last year than he did the year before with Tyreek Hill. The offense seemed to function at an even more efficient higher clip because he had to spread the ball around to more players. And they went in the postseason and did they think and won the Super Bowl. All that talk for what? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's a good point. The Buffalo Bills could very well be last year's version of the Kansas City Chiefs in that regard. But we'll see. Right? We, we, we still got to see. The Bills got to – they still have to – yo. They still got to put it, put it out there. Man. They, they still have to go out there and play these, these games. And namely, the first game on their schedule against the New York Jets Monday night. Oh, baby. Oh, is anybody else ready for that game? Is anybody else ready for that matchup? I don't know about y'all, but I am, I am, I am fired up. I'm fired about that matchup. I'm not going to get into it tonight. We'll talk about it next week. But, yo, I can't wait for that. I really can't wait for that. And as we get ready to uh, close out the show, we are, we are now in this stretch. We are, we, we, have, we are entering the final stretch. And I want to ask this question. The question of the night. The main Topic of the show, discussion, the main one, you already know. Is it, with everything that's transpired, right, with all, all the moves that Brandon Bean made in the offseason, all the moves that he just recently made, you look at everything in its totality so far, is it Super Bowl or bust? your Buffalo Bills this year? And that's the question I'm asking. Is it Super Bowl or bust? Don't just fire off, you know, a quick answer. I mean, think about it. Think about the potential ramifications. This has been a contending team for the past four years. Right? Continuing team, no doubt. We have been right there, right on the on the cusp, on the verge 
of getting there. I think we can say 2020 was, whoa. They exceeded expectations getting all the way to the championship game, right? But the year after that, division around, and we saw what happened. Man, we saw this is a tear that they had at the end of this regular season going into the playoffs, and then that phenomenal postseason matchup against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. We, I think that we felt that that team right there, had they won that game, they likely would have been hoisting up the Lombardi Trophy because I don't think anybody would have beat that team. The way they were playing. Last year, the Bills were still a phenomenal team, still a Super Bowl contending team. Right there, divisional round, but a heartbreaking divisional round loss due to a pathetic performance. Pathetic performance. Coaching issues again. Coaching questions. Going into this offseason, wondering what in the heck is going on with this team. So as you look now, this year, what are the expectations for this team? I know the national media has lowered expectations tremendously on the Buffalo Bills. But that doesn't mean that the team itself has lowered those expectations. And we know that this team is still, yo, hey, this is championship caliber. Right, championship caliber. They're trying to get over the hump. But if the Buffalo Bills go into the season and into the postseason and they do not make it to the Super Bowl, what will be your level of concern going forward? Are you, do you believe that, Rev, you're tripping? They don't make it to the Super Bowl this year. They're fine. Um, they'll be all good. They're still a good team. On to next year. Or, or do you think that, yo, man, it's Super Bowl or bust. This window that right now that the Bills have is closing. Maybe not closing because of, from, 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 from a talent perspective on their team, on their roster, but because of other teams in the division and the rest of the conference. Josh Allen aging, Stephon Diggs aging, all the other variables. Right, and you think that man, yo, if they don't win it this year, there's some things that need to happen. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I want to read some of your comments right now because I'm curious to know how you guys feel about it. Because I know it may be quick, it may be easy to say, No, it's not. This team will always be a contingent team, will they? This team will always be a, a contending team. This, this window will always be open as long as Josh Allen is on the team. Really? Josh Allen is getting older. He still needs talent around him. He can't do it all himself, especially when you consider the nature of his game. I can understand if he was just a pure pocket passer, but he's not just that. So you have to believe that he, he's going to have to evolve his game as the athleticism begins to decline. I'm not saying he's there yet. But it's it's something that we need to consider. Is Sean McDermott 
just a coach who's good enough to transform the DNA of the team, to transform, you know, the the character within the team, all of that, get them to a point to where they are playoff caliber and maybe championship caliber, but just doesn't have what it takes to get them over the hump. I don't know. But I would believe, I would think, if if you cannot answer the question, I think it's I think you have to say that yo, it's it is Super Bowl bus. If if think about it this way, if the Bills do not make the Super Bowl, if they have another unceremoniously ex, unceremonious exit in the postseason, like they did last year and the year before, if it's a coaching blunder. That cost them their shot. Are we going to have a conversation about Sean McDermott going into the next year? About whether or not he, you know, his needs to be hot. If you cannot definitively say no, then I think it's fair to say that it is Super Bowl. But I think it's fair to say that. I think it is. Let me read some of your comments here. Let me hear some of your comments. Uh, Roy Collins says, no bust, just disappointment if it doesn't happen. Again. Disappointment if it doesn't happen. Again. Well, then what would be the tipping point for you? When is enough enough? When, when, when is enough enough? Team is ready. This team is there. How many more bites at the apple are you going to give them? How many at bats are you going to give them? How many times? How many opportunities? I don't know. I don't know. Let me let me let me look at some more comments here. As I scroll down here, take a look. And what you all think when I ask the question, is it Super Bowl or bust for the Buffalo Bills? Life with ASAP then says, yo, we say this every year, then get our cookies ate by Burrow or Mahomes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And then he follows that up by saying, oh, well, life with ASAP follows that up by saying, our coaching is suspect in my opinion. I can. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree. I'm not going to disagree. I'm not going to say that Sean McDermott is a, is a terrible coach. I don't believe that at all. I believe Sean McDermott is a very good head coach. Very good head coach. My only questions with Sean McDermott are in the postseason. That's it. We can evaluate all the players all we want, but when the, when the postseason comes comes, Sean McDermott hasn't. He hasn't really been the coach that we expect. I want him so badly to succeed. I really do. And I'm not ready to have that conversation about Sean McDermott just yet. But uh, <laughs> is the seat warm? I don't, let me go. I want to go back to uh, Rico had said this uh, I think a couple of weeks ago on his show. So funny, man. Yo, Rico is is hilarious. 
He is hilarious, and he is the king of analogies. He's the king of he's the king of analogies. He was talking about he was talking about the hot seat, and uh, if Sean McDermott is on the hot seat, and he said, "Yo, I don't, I wouldn't say Sean McDermott. I wouldn't say Sean McDermott is on the hot seat, but uh, Sean McDermott is definitely, you know, in his office, and somebody opened the door and just uh, wheeled a, a chair in his office." He closed the door and walked out. <laughs> he said, "He said, yo, he ain't he ain't on the he ain't on the seat, but but somebody from the front office wheeled the seat in his in Sean McDermott's office and left." <laughs> and it was like Sean McDermott sitting there, like, He's, yo, let, me get, let me get let me get to it. Let me let me watch. Let me get on my A game." Because he understands what that meant. So it may not be hot, but the chair is in the room. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. You know, I, I, I might be there. It's, I don't think the seat is hot for Sean McDermott yet at all. But a lot will, will, will be said this postseason. A lot will be said this postseason. And I agree with him. He says, yo, he, Rico was him, absolutely. Rico's him. He's, he's a fool. But I love I, I love his analogies. He's so stupid. But I mean, I'm not here to play doom and gloom. I don't want to say that. And so I'm not I'm not ready to have a conversation about Sean McDermott about whether or not he needs to be on the hot seat or whether or not you know he's he's good enough. Of a head coach should get us over the hump. But I do want to pose a question about is this Super Bowl supposed to be Buffalo Bill? Where are your expectations? What is your level of concern for this team going forward? Are you concerned? Are you all in or are you cautiously optimistic about this team? Maybe you're all of the above. Maybe you're cautious. Maybe you're like you're maybe you're 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 all in, but you know, Sean McDermott, you know, you got your eyes on Sean. I don't know. I don't know where you stand. I don't know where you stand, but I will say this. This is making out to be a very Highly anticipated, highly anticipated, long-awaited regular season kick off to the 2023 regular season for the Buffalo Bills, ladies and gentlemen. It is there. We are there. The Bills kick off this season against the New York Jets in Midlife Stadium in just under two weeks. September 11th. We're going to find out a whole lot. We're going to find out about whether or not the hype on the Jets is warranted or not. All of the hype from hard knocks and the, and, the, and, the, and the dumb, weird comments to everything that the national media has been saying about them. And we're going to find out. It's not going to take long. After that first game, we're going to find out just what the Jets are about. And whether or not the national media is going to jump off that bandwagon. We will see, and I can't wait for it. I cannot wait for it. So, like Terrence Bland says, yo, there's no excuses this year. No excuses this year. Absolutely no excuses. It's all on Sean. thousand percent, I agree with you on that. It's all on Sean McDermott. But isn't that what you want? Isn't that where you want to be? Huh? 
Isn't that where you want to be, ladies and gentlemen? You want to be in a position where the pressure is on, even though the lights are not necessarily on them from a national media perspective. The hype is not quite there, but the pressure is still there. There's internal pressure going on on Bill's drive. Make no mistake about that. There definitely is. There's a standard at one Bill's drive, and that standard is still championship caliber. That standard has not changed, nor will it ever change, as long as this current regime is in place. And I respect him for that. I love the moves that have been made this offseason. And I will admit that I'm excited to see the likes of Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, the newest captain, Gabe Davis, Dawson Kincaid. Dawson Knox, who we have not even spoken about last, this entire offseason, as if he is just no longer on the squad. Dawson Knox, don't forget, he is still a very, very good tight end on this team. James Cook looking to have a breakout year two. We'll talk about that next week, some of your breakout candidates. Trent Sherfield, Deontay Hardy, Damian Harris, the offensive line, rookie Osiris Torrance, who is looking like a potential dog on that O-line. Connor McGovern, hopefully he can, he can continue to train upward and getting healthy with the offensive line and looking better. Hopefully we can see it, uh, you know, a better year from Spencer Brown to make sure that Steph, uh, Josh Allen is not scrambling like a chicken with his head cut off this year. Yo, all of that. Not about the defense. Buffalo Bills are a top team in the National Football League. And I can't wait for it. I'm excited about it. Who's with me? Who's with me? Who's with me, baby? Uh, yo, I see somebody saying, yo, Rev must not see the Super Chats. Yo, are there some Super Chats that I missed? If there's, let, let, let me take this time right now because I don't see the notifications. So I want to go back up and, and, and check out the Super Chats that I, that, I, that I might have missed. Okay, here's one. I'm sorry. Yo, my bad. Thanks for, for uh, bringing that to my attention. Uh, Silas Whittle comes in with another super chat. Silas, my man, I appreciate it. He says, yo, I went back and watched the Cincy All-22. We can play with the Bengals. If we are healthy, we're the best team in the AFC. The coaching will be the key. I'm glad. That, that, that gives me some encouragement. That gives me encouragement. Because Cincinnati you know, poses some problems for the Buffalo Bills. But when you look at the match, when you look at what the Bills have done this year so far, this offseason, I think it's put the Bills in a better position right now. Better position to play with those guys. That's a fantastic team, man. The Bengals are, are no, no joke, no slouch. They're going to be one of the top ones in the AFC when it's all said and done, too. But I'm glad to know that, uh, that, uh, Amen. That, that, that Silas believes that we can we can play with him. I believe it. And if we're healthy, that's really what it's all about, man. Being healthy. Being healthy at the right time. And coaching, no doubt. Let me check out to see if I missed another super chat, yo. Let me see if I missed another super chat. 
you guys let me know, man. Yo, 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 how excited you are about this coming matchup. I see I did miss another super chat from GQ Bob. He says, yo, not to compare, not to compare us to, to, to the Chiefs, but I am. Well, I see what you're talking about, man, because you know, he was talking about how how the Chiefs kind of went under the radar last year from a national media perspective and how that could be how the bills are being viewed. So I do see that comparison. I really do. But I appreciate your super chat, GQ. You guys forgive me for missing those. Um, I'm trying to scroll back to see if I missed anything else. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Still going through it, still going through it. I think we're good. I think we're good. And needless to say, I am right there. I am, I am, I am all in. I'm excited about how the Bills are, are looking. I'm very optimistic going, on, going into this year right now. Man, I already pulled me in. You already pushed me in. I told you I was teetering. I just needed that push. I'm all in, baby. How can you as a Bills fan not be? How can we not be all in? Let me get my emotions out of it, okay? Let me remove my emotions out of the thing. Because at the end of the day, man, it's all about the Buffalo Bills. And if you're going to be a fan, you can't be no halfway fan. I'll just say it. You can't be a halfway fan. Okay. Yo, my man Pierre, he comes in and he says, yo, I need you to say Gabe Davis is going nuclear. It don't take much to get me excited. It don't take me much to go there. So I'm going to do it. I was going to wait. I was going to wait till next week to do my vintage on my mama tape. Because my man, the kingpin, wants me to talk about Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis, my brother. I was hard on Gabe Davis last year. I really was. Undeservedly so. Undeservedly so. My bad, Gabe. I was too hard on you. My expectations were too high. But my expectations were because I believed that much in you. And I'm here to set the record straight, baby. I'm here to set the record straight. Make no mistake about it. Gabe Davis with the new C on his chest, year four incoming, contract season. Gabe Davis is going nuclear this year, baby. He's going nuclear, big fella. Going nuclear. He's going off. Absolutely explosive performance from Gabe Davis. It's right there. It was right there last year. But this year, oh, make no mistake about it, baby. He's exploding. You got Stephon Diggs on one side. You've got Gabe Davis on the other. You got Deontay Hardy. You got Dalton Kincaid eating up in the slip. Look, how are you going to defend that? How are you going to defend that? Huh? And you speak. Gabe Davis ain't going to be motivated, baby. You think he's not motivated going into the season right now to prove all the naysayers wrong, prove all the doubters wrong, that he ain't worth this contract, or that I hope he ain't peerless price 2.0 thinking he's a wide receiver one. 
Gabe is going nuclear, baby. He's going nuclear. He's going off. I said it on my mama, baby. Let's get it, baby. That's all it took. That's all it took. It don't take me much. It don't take me much, baby. It don't take me much to go off. Y'all got me fired up. I'm fired up. I'm fired up now, and I'm ready for the – I'm ready for – I'm ready for it right now. Yo, turn on the game right now. Is the game playing? Is the game on? It ain't on right now. It ain't on right now, but it's about to be on. Yo, is this mic on? Well, it's about to be. Oh, my. Oh, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Y'all stay tuned next week, man. Next week, yo, look at this. Next week is going to be a fantastic show. Thursday Night Live. You already know what's going on. You already know what's going on. You're going to get some of my takes. You're going to get all my mama take. You're going to get that next week. You're going to hear about some of the breakout candidates that we can expect this year. And so much more. So keep it locked right here. Keep it locked right here on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. Don't you go anywhere. Y'all hear me? Don't go anywhere. Because we are doing what? We are bringing you nothing but the best in Bill's content. BF Network. Let's go. Smash that like on your way out. Show some love to not just myself. But to yourselves, but to you, to everybody who's watching, everybody in the chat, show some love, BF, show some love to my man Rico, my man, yo, uh, 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 Z Bot, Kingpin, all of the fanatics, show some love, yo, Buffalo Bills, baby. Smash that like on the way out, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done so. Go to supportbf.com and follow Buffalo Fanatics because it's going to be a wild and crazy ride. Wild and crazy ride this year. And I'm all for it. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen. As always, baby. Grace and peace. God bless. And go feel.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. 